hello, hello. I just wanted to come in and say something real quick because it was on my mind to speak. And as God was speaking to me and talking to me just now, it, it was it was getting good. Okay, so what he was saying to me is, you don't go from milk to meat. Everybody thinks that you go from milk to meat, but think about it. When you were a baby, you didn't stop you didn't go from stop you didn't stop drinking milk and go straight into eating meat no you had mashed potatoes first see there's a middle part we tend to miss right and we don't tend to pay attention to but that's that's the waiting part the part where god has you stagnant most people would call it a, a the wilderness place that place where god has backed up from feeding you milk you're not really hearing from him as much as you used to but you're still getting fed by him right he's still feeding you and it's right before the meat comes right before the fire before you get on fire for christ see god you god explained it to me like this right when you first come into christ it's a it's a flicker of a light right you're trying to light your candle right so you're flicking the lighter right until you get the lighter to light boom then you then you light your candle now when your candle first comes on it's not a full-fledged fire first right it's not a full it's not melting anything right your candle is not melting it's not producing any oil Oh, that's good. Come on, God. It's not producing any oil right right away, right? So first you're just getting, first you just have your flame and your flame is just going. That's that, that's that, the part that is right before you get the meat. You have stopped drinking milk because the milk is the flicker of the flame, the flicker of, of the, um, of the lighter to get your candle lit. Right. Once you get your candle lit, you are now eating mashed potatoes. Okay. And then once you go into meat, then that's when you're on fire for Christ. Now your candle is now produce is now on fire, and now your candle is melting and it's making oil. Oh God, that's good. That is so good. Now it's making oil for you to be able to remake because after your candle, after the wick has burned out, right? You can always go and get another wick, which is how you stir up the Holy Spirit. Come on, God, you better preach, which is how you stir up the Holy Spirit is when sometimes that that wick has done got out. But but oh, come on now. We don't we're, we're not supposed to do what? Let our fire go out. Right. But sometimes it gets a little dim to where you can't find that wick. Oh, God, come on. But see, there's a whole bunch of stuff down at the bottom. Right. To where we have to probably remake our candle. OK, because say like if you have been in Christ for so long and you have been on fire, sometimes you get into that wilderness place. OK, hold on. Where? Where's that? My old pastor. Um, yeah, he, he is a liquor God. You're right, God. He is my old pastor. Um, okay, where was we? He was teaching about. Is it in this one? Hold on, y'all. Please give me a minute. Okay, being in a it says in a dry or thirsty place. And that is um Psalms 63 and 1. Right. And Psalm 63 and one, the first thing, the thing it tells you about is, 
Come on, Holy Spirit. Work through me, Holy Spirit. I hear you talking, and I love to hear your voice. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Okay, let me find um, Psalms. Okay, Psalms. Right? Uh, boom. It's so funny how he put it a page away. Okay. And it's literally called a a thirsty soul. Now, if you um if you have a Bible that that tells you um the things of, of um about the chapter, it and if you don't, you you should get a Bible that tells you about things about the the um the chapter. It'll be right. It'll have the what um what book is what book is in right. Then it'll give you the chapter it is, and then right above below it, it will give you what it what it's talking about right. And it says a psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. Okay, and it talks about right how when you're in in the wilderness of when he was in the wilderness of Judah where where the place was dry, his life was dry, he was in a dry place in his life, right, and when you're in the wilderness, there's really no water, right, it's no outlet for you to get water, it's no source for you to get water, right, so what you, what they, what they do is they call it a dry place, or a desolate place, right, a place without any water, right david is running from his son right and um because his son it wants to kill him okay so the book the whole book of psalms is a is is a song right that 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 king david is writing to god a song telling him about his soul okay now look at this now we have to remember right that when you're in the will when you're in that that middle place that place where you're no longer drinking milk but you're not yet eating meat you're you're in that mashed potato stage is what the Holy Spirit had gave me and told me that what that is what stage you're in, right? Now, when you're in that stage, you're not really hearing from God, right? God is, he's there. He's always with you. God say he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He said, he, he also tells you that you might have left me, but I never left you, right? So that's, that's letting you know that he has been with you all along. Even when it's quiet, even when there, it seems like he's not there. He's there. He's showing you. He's, he's, he's literally your lamps, your lamp, um, your, your light that's in your lamp, right? So we must always know that when it comes down to having, come on, Holy Spirit, having a a a spirit which is not getting any you feel like you're not getting nurturing nurture nurture how do you say it you're not getting nurturance right you're not getting any vitamins you're not getting any um minerals right but God is letting you know you're getting minerals you're getting vitamins at this point of time it's a time of weight it's a time where it's time for you to sit down, let go and let God and let God move because right now the part of the point of time you're doing is you're no longer when you before when you were in milk, you were having you were um 
God was waiting on you to get to a certain place. But now you're waiting on God. You're in a waiting room. God had called God had told me a few weeks back about being um in a waiting room. He said it's called purgatory. Right? People call it purgatory the waiting room because it says it's right it's not hell, but it's not heaven. But you're waiting to see which one. See, purgatory is where we are we you are at when you're in not the, the milk stage nor the meat stage, but you're in the potato, the mashed potato stage where you're not able to necessarily chew meat yet and get the, the meat out of the, the word of God. But you're not at that stage where you're a baby and you're drinking nothing but milk. Now you can now you can have solid foods. Come on, Holy Spirit. You can have solid foods, right? But you can't have meat because the meat might scare you away. You might get thrown off. You might choke on the meat. Oh, come on, God. You might choke on the meat and you might you might die away. But see, God, oh come on, Holy Spirit. God says you you're not you're not ready for that yet. So now I got you in this waiting stage, right? You're in a, a stage of wait to where your lamp is is lit, right? And your lamp is ready to to go on fire, but first we have to make sure that you have you have the right wick. Oh god, come on. Come on now. You have the right scent to you. You have the right thing that's going to give us a, uh, what is it, Holy Spirit, you're trying to say to the people? It's going to give you that, that, oh, come on, Holy Spirit, talk to me. I keep getting seed. I don't know if that's that's what the word, but you're going that that you get that 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 mm, fresh fragrance. Come on now, that newbie that you're not a newbie smell. That that smell of you know. Oh, that's a good. Okay, okay, God, I I see I I see I hear you, I hear you. You know you when you have. You about to light coals, right? And and when you're li- you're lighting the coals, right, on, on the, the barbecue grill. You throw the coals on there and then you light them. But then you have to wait, right, for them to get on fire on fire before you can throw the meat on the, on the grill. Come on. Oh, come on, Holy Spirit. This is so good for you to put the meat on the grill, right? You're in that stage right there where you're not ready to throw that meat on the grill, but you're not cold. So don't you touch them, 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 um, them coals. You're not cold, right? So don't you touch them coals, but you're not, you're not piping hot yet. Right? And we're not talking about the lukewarm church. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. Don't think about that. Don't think about the lukewarm church where it rather you're hot or you're cold and he'll spew you out your No, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about you, you're being in, you're in Christ. 
you're definitely in Christ and you're definitely on the right road and you're definitely where you where you are supposed to be. You're exactly where you're supposed to be at this time in this place, even though it doesn't feel like it at the time, even though it doesn't feel like it at this time that you're not you're. Oh, God, I don't know if I, I, oh, but he's telling you, don't look to the left, don't look to the right. Keep your eyes on these coals. Make sure you're paying attention. Make sure you're on weight because as soon as it's time for these coals to be set on fire, right? Right? As soon as it's time for these coals to, to, they're on fire. You throw that meat on the grill. You make sure your meat is done, right? Because what is the meat? The meat is the word of God. Once the meat is is done and you have done everything that you were you're supposed to do on this grill, right? And it's time for you to let your your ooh hallelujah. Um it's time for you to let your light go out because it's time for you to go up to your father. You have known, you have cooked all your meat. All your meat has been cooked. And it's to, it's to your liking. And, and it's not to your liking, but it's to his liking. You know, the people you're cooking for, it's to their liking. Right? Some people like their, their food well done. Some people like it, uh, their, their meat a little pink in the center. You know, some people like it rare, medium rare weirdos, but that's neither here nor there. However he likes his meat, you're going to make sure his meat is done to the to the perfect temperature to what he likes. Who is he? I'm talking about the whole, I'm talking about God. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost because this is who we're cooking for. Hallelujah. This is who this meat is for. Hallelujah. Oh, oh, okay, God. No, okay. No, the Holy Spirit just said to me, no, the meat that you're cooking, that you're cooking for is not. No, I'm the one who gives you the meat you're cooking for. The meat that you're cooking for, the people you're cooking for, is for my sheep. You're cooking for my people. You're cooking for the people who need me. Come on, Holy Spirit. Speak to me. Come on. Yes, God, I hear you. I hear you. That's wonderful. The meat that you're cooking is what is for the people who I have sent to you, for the remnant of people I have gave and made made you made you over to get so you won't have any blood on your hands. You cook that meat to the right temperature. So when you cut into that meat ain't no blood on your hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, that's good, God. You better preach. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Speak through me, God. Hallelujah. That is so it was that was such a great reigning word from Christ. That that was that was an on time word. I don't know if that was just for me, if that was for who that was for, but that was good. 
God said you are in a waiting place. You are getting ready to give your, your, your meat to the people who I sent for you to give. The people who I told you, I, these are the people who you are supposed to be over. You are ruler over them. You're not ruler over them because God is ruler over you. But you, you know what I mean. These are the flock that I sent for you. That's good right there, Holy Spirit. Thank you. That was just as much for me as it was for anybody else. That was an on-time word, and I appreciate that word. That word was good. I hope it, it, it fed your spirit, it fed your soul, because that was good. I praise you, God, in Yahshua's holy name, I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Wow. You must see your vision. Believe in your vision before you can ever see it come to life. You must be able to understand that a vision will become reality if you're able to see it in the spirit. Nobody who has ever wrote a movie did not see that vision come to life before it came to the big screen. Do you understand what I'm saying? First, they had to actually visualize the parts that were going to take place. That's why you see a producer and a director get together and make a movie, right? With the writer. They all get together, the writer, the producer, and the director, and then they make that movie come to light. First, the writer has to be able to see his vision come to life. Then, so does the producer and the director before the, the scenes and before everything can be brought together to make that movie a reality. Ooh, come on, God. Come on, Holy Ghost. We must be able to see the vision of God, the vision that God has for our life, be able to know that the, the writer of our story, the producer of our story, and the director of our story are working together for the good of those who love the Lord and know that God is able to bring his vision to pass but first you have to believe and see the vision for yourself some people call it manifesting I don't call it manifesting because I feel like that's just a trick of the enemy oh you can just it's manifesting it's different when you're trying to manifest something on your own and bring it to life but when you're manifesting something and you're manifesting it through Christ, making sure it is the will of the Father, then that is different. We have to know that our manifestation or the things that are in God's plans for us is for us. 
okay? God told you that he was going to make you something. You have to see the vision as well. Nobody is able to make something come to pass if they don't see the vision at first. You have to understand that the will of God can only come to pass if you're able to see the vision in the spirit to be manifested or to be brought to life, right, in the physical. Our physical realm, the one that we live in, which is our natural life, will tell you at times that this dream that God has for you or this pro this vision that he has won't make provision. But we have to understand that if we believe it, we can achieve it, right? You learned that in school when you were younger, that if you believe it, you can achieve it. Now see, God happens to work the same way. Right? That's what we call faith. Right? Because if we don't believe it, then our our faith, our works through our faith is dead. We can no longer not have faith in God for him to be able to push our dreams into reality, right? I feel like many dreams that hasn't came to pass or has done been aborted, right? Because we have to remember that our dreams are are like a pregnancy, right? Sometimes when it, it comes towards the birth of, of your dream, right? If you can't even see it coming to pass, then it, it becomes it becomes a, a sterile baby. It becomes aborted. And now the now the dream is no longer a dream because you can't even picture it anymore. We have to be able to picture it, go after it, and achieve it. These these things that God has set up for us to do must be achieved first through the spiritual realm. We must be able to see the vision in the spiritual realm coming to life, being born, right? And then boom, letting it blossom. Letting it, letting it be exactly what God set it out to be and not getting in our own way. It's so crazy how we get in our own way. We look to the left and to the right when we're supposed to be looking straight upon him. We're supposed to be looking for Christ who sitteth on the right hand side of God. Okay? We have to set our affections on things above. Now see, if we set our affections on things above, then everything that we do will be manifest or will be brought to life We'll be we'll be brought to life. Let's do cuz in the name of Jesus. Cuz smell good today. What's going on? Uh, oh, oops, get, get back to the. Anyway, if we don't picture it, if we 
can't see ourselves getting out of the little space that we are in, then we're not going to be able to get out. That's why I tell people all the time, if you can't see yourself beyond Moncrief, then you're not going to get out of Moncrief. A person who wants to have a, a house, right? They don't just go in and get their house because they thought of it. No, they didn't go they didn't go without thinking about it, first of all. That's what I mean. They most definitely sat down and said, Oh, I wanna get out of here. I wanna get me a house. So guess what they did? They got up, they looked for a house seen if they was able to purchase it see that they were able to purchase it and purchased it and now they are able to move in to their dream now see that's what we have to do we have to be able to see it get up go after it pursue it win the battle over our mind because our mind will tell us oh we don't have enough in the bank account Oh, God ain't able to do that. Christ ain't able to do that. <clears throat> we got to know. Christ is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all things that we can think or ask. But we got to understand is what works in us. What works in us? It must be whatever is achieved through us, though. If you can believe it, though. But if you cannot see yourself past the ghetto, you'll never get out the ghetto. You can't see yourself outside of Florida, Georgia, none of them states, the state you're in. You can't see yourself getting out of it. Then you'll never get out. You'll stay right there because your mindset won't let you go any further. But if you're able to think beyond where you stay, then you can go beyond where you stay. Think about it. If you say, I want to go to Hawaii. Honolulu, Hawaii, here I come. What you got to do for that? First start by looking at flights. Okay, I can achieve this. I can achieve this. Okay, I might have to work a little overtime. But I can achieve this. Or I might have to get a job. It's fine. Prime example. I didn't have any money for my for 2020. Um, for my anniversary in like March is when I start planning okay because it's in August so I was like okay I want to go and chill on the beach for three days and I want to be on the beach so I'm telling God I'm like God I want to be on the beach I want to be able to do I want to have fun mm. get up start looking for what place should I go to? Right? 
God got me a nice hotel. I booked the hotel and I was able to book it for free. Okay? Boom. It's getting close to the date. So I start, I'm saving up money. But in August, it's time for the kids to go back to school. So I still have to buy school clothes. Okay, so I used what I had on for my vacation and I still had money still after I bought my kids school clothes. So I had, it was like $500 left after I bought my kids school clothes. Okay, so I'm like, okay, the room is going to be $500, right? I said, by the end of the week, I'll be able to get, you know, some stuff. My stamps are going to come in, da-da-da-da-da. Okay. I will be able to have food. We'll bring food from the house or something. Okay, so we did that. Now, a $1,000 check comes in the mail. Okay, a $1,000 check comes in the mail, which I was not expecting. See, God will make a will make a way for your vision to come to life. You just have to believe in your vision. And then that's not even the half of it, right? It's not even the half of it. See, I wasn't able to get right on the beach. So we got poolside, but I was able to still look at the beach. Beautiful. Wonderful. No problem. But I fast. Me and my husband, we fast for three days. No, um, just um, vegetables. Just vegetables and fruit. That was all we did. Vegetables and fruit for three days. And I was like, God, this right here, this um, vegetable diet, this vegetable fast will get us a actual room on the beach. That's what my mind said, right? Okay, so we get there. Now we have money to burn because not only did that thousand dollars come, but um, fifteen extra hundred came. Okay, so we had them bought our kids' school clothes, shoes, everything they needed, school supplies, and was still able to have two thousand dollars. Okay, after we had them paid for the room. After we had them paid for the room. So God made provision for my vision. Come on now. The God you serve, you have to be, you got to have faith in him. And you got to have faith in your vision. He set me up to where I was going to be able to have faith. He wanted me to be able to see that he can do it. That he can do it. Can you imagine if I wouldn't have gotten all them things together? to where I was able to do 
what I what he asked me to do. Well, what I asked him to do. Can you imagine me and my husband have been sitting there doing nothing on our anniversary? And don't think that the devil won't come against you because look, this is what happened. A day before we were supposed to go out there, I got this bad feeling in my gut. And this 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 voice in my ear and in my mind saying to me, you shouldn't go. Don't go. Don't go. You should take that money and give it to the homeless. You know you're supposed to be doing charity work. And I'm like, God, is that you? Yeah, no, that ain't me. But see, I couldn't determine. Then I wasn't... I, I wasn't able to keenly hear his voice. Okay? But now I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it. It's loud and clear. But then I couldn't hear his voice. I wasn't, it wasn't as strong as it is now. So I wasn't sure who, if I was hearing it. I'm like, dang, am I hearing this right? Nope. Wasn't hearing it right. Boom. So... I'm like, Jesus, here we go. Here we go. I hear you. Okay. So I told my husband, I said, um, babe, I don't think we're supposed to go on this thing. I, I just hear God and I think I think God is telling me not to go to give this this to the homeless. And he was like, Well, God ain't told me that. <laughs> So I was like, okay. I prayed about it. I said, God, if this isn't you, then let me have, because I was having bad dreams all that week. I said, God, if this ain't you, let me have a great dream. Go to sleep. In my dream, it's like me and some of my church members, we go to, to this comedy club. And I tell her, oh, look, there go Bill Cosby. And they go over there, they looking, and I'm busting out. I bust out laughing. Now, I'm dreaming now. Laughing. Laughing, laughing, laughing. I woke up with a good something in my spirit. I told Russell, I told my husband, I said, hey, God wants us to go. So I just had a great dream. You see? How the devil to do it? You know what God told me? God said, it's funny that you didn't listen. I'm glad you didn't listen to that voice. He said, that voice wasn't nothing but the enemy. It wasn't nothing but the enemy. Then he gave me a scripture behind it. He said, do you not remember when G, when, I think it was rather Mary Magdalene or another woman came in and poured the, that expensive perfume on Jesus' feet. What Judas said? Oh, she could have took that money and gave it to the poor. But Judas didn't care nothing about him getting that money, she, um, she giving that money to the poor. He was stealing out the collection plate. So that's why he was mad. He wanted... He wanted the money for himself because he was selfish. See, Jesus gave, I mean, God gave me that. The Holy Spirit 
reiterated that in my spirit and he was like listen God wants you to go and have fun have a great time and you know what that's what I did remember I was just telling y'all about us fasting so I can, we can get a room on the beach what's so funny is like three days into the into our vacation because we decided we was going to stay an uh, extra day so we paid for that. So we sitting in the room, you know what I'm saying? We still on on, on um poolside. We hear this alarm going off. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> they had done, the hotel had done caught on fire. No, not somebody caught the hotel on fire. No, the AC unit had done been caught on fire. Do you hear me? Huh? Are you going tonight? Yes, ma'am. The hotel room had them been caught on fire. Can you believe it? No, like, God intentionally had half of the building. Nobody got injured. No, nothing got. Just half of the building burnt just a little bit. So they, they moved us to we was like in in like a two and a half star hotel moved us to like a four and a half star hotel and all of their rooms was beach side <laughs> was beach side do you hear me god is wonderful if you let him work let him do what he needs to do and i bet you he worked for you thank you for listening and understanding and letting me speak to you Oh, excuse me. Bless me. In the name of Jesus, I hope y'all have been enjoying y'all day. Bye. Notes for the people who watch my videos. One, start bringing a pen and a piece of paper to hear the word of God. Two, start being on time for Christ. Like you would be on time for that job. Start being on time for Christ. Stop looking at it as, oh, well, Deidre on again, I know she's preaching. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go and see her because you're supporting me. No, ma'am. No, sir. No, sir, no, ma'am. You, at first, that might have been how you started off, right? But now you see that the word of God that Deidre speaks, right, is not spoken on her own authority. No, ma'am. This word was given for you because he knew you were going to be there right so that's why you might want to start being on time for god that's why you want to might want to start living a life that is pleasing to god how do you live a life that is pleasing to god y'all already know what i'm going to say get into your word
that's the only way not the only way because through prayer and fasting is another way you're going to know right about God okay and how he feels about a certain thing um what else God what else Holy Spirit um oh about writing down thank you Holy Spirit what you need so yeah you're gonna always have this video to come back to but some things it, you need to it to be on hand at that at that time right because as what you're hearing right from me is being spoken to you you have, you will notice that it'll start to resonate with you and you will start having thoughts of your own which are ways that God talked to you right so as you write it down right what the thought that came to your mind you're going to learn right how God feels about you and not only that how you feel about yourself right we have to start looking at this as a strategic plan of God's oh that's good God a strategic plan of God designed perfectly and divinely made for you okay I don't want to start sounding like every other preacher teacher minister evangelist prophetess um the fivefold ministry I want to sound like Deidre I want not to sound like Deidre I want to sound like the Holy Spirit that spits holy ghost fire you understand prophetic words that actually resonate with a person's mind Ooh. to give them a train of thought to make them start thinking about God on a, a more often or a regular basis right for him to start instead of oh I want to hear this one song you know how a song plays in your head instead of that it'll be like oh boom let me um read the bible and see what god says about me today and and when it first it starts like it's a chore but once you start doing it it becomes a lifestyle a way of life it's no longer oh my god i gotta get up and read my bible it's oh god i got to get up and read my bible it's a it's uh, um it's a change in the way in which god has resonated with you right at first when he first started with you he took his time with you you know you know how you do uh a new child right first born from out the womb you know because we have to understand as we're first coming into Christ right in order to be of Christ we have to be what born again okay 
So as we're being, oh, come on, God, speak. As we're being born again, right? We are, oh, this is good. This is for me so much. I'm so sorry, God. Don't want to get um, tra off track. Um, as we are newborns in Christ, right? You know how, what, what do you do when you when you first hatch your, your first child? What, you coddled it, you cradled it, you wrapped it up in that little safe little thing. What they call it, a, 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 my sister called it a, a cocoon. Oh, you wrap it up in a little cocoon. Um, but um, swaddle. You swaddle the baby, you made sure the milk was warm, you know what I'm saying? So when the baby started drinking the milk, it wouldn't upset their stomach, but it would be soothing to the stomach. See, these are the things God does to you when you first come into Christ, right? He swaddles you. He, he makes sure that the milk, the food that he gives you, you know what I'm saying? It's not bitter to the stomach, you know what I'm saying? You know, when sometimes when you first hear the word, it might be a little harsh because God come. Sometimes God, uh, it might be like, oh, he's talking about me because he is. You know what I'm saying? Because the only reason you're there is because it was divinely requested of your soul to be there so what we have to remember is we're not our body but we're our soul right we have a body but we are our soul so with us being our soul right when god calls the thing that is his to him that's why you say oh i'm, I'm gonna get up and go to church today or I got to go listen to this, this program because it was divinely requested of your soul to be in attendance, okay? And, and when God looks around for you and that you call, you're being, it's, it's being called out, right? Um, um, Rainy, is a Rainy here today? Rainy, oh, I see you, Rainy. I see you in the background. You know how they used to do in school. It's, it's like that. Your, your soul was, was called by Christ. So whatever the message it is that you're, you happen to be there, it, it was for you. So if something happened on the way of you getting somewhere and you're like, oh my God, I'm not going to make it. And you end up missing it. Sometimes it's not the devil. Okay? Sometimes... It is God, right, maybe pushing back or doing something in your life in which he has strategically placed. Maybe it wasn't time for you to make it to that place, right? But when you are called, right, according to him, according to what his word says uh, um because his word goes out hey um make sure right <clears throat> sister deidre makes it to so and so at this such in time right you, what do you do when you first hear that oh when you first need a doctor's appointment right what do you do you um you make an appointment no, wait, wait, no, um, thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. No, first it hits your mind. Oh, God, 
I have to make a doctor's appointment. Okay, what you do? You call up there. He's like, hello. Um, I need to make an appointment, right? For a, a checkup on <laughs> my, my blood pressure, okay? All right? And that's just like God. God, right? He calls, hey, um, I need, I need Deidre. Because he's calling to make a appointment with you. Okay? He's calling to make an appointment with you. So if you have made it to a place in church or in God, it's because you were called. Because first you must be called to Christ, right? Right? You have to be called. Come here. Come here. What is it? When somebody calls your name, what what does your, your ears do? Your ears pick it up, right? It's just like your spirit. Jesus is calling. <laughs> Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you... Hey, okay. I need a checkup. God is like, God is like, um... Call um call Deidre. Deidre call. Yes, yes, I'm here. Oh, okay, I'm just checking up with you. Right? When you get to the doctor's office, right? With your brand new baby that you have coddled, right? You have, you know, but they have grown a few months, right? With you. What did you what have you done? You have learned how to take care of your baby within this first three to four months, right? Right? Okay. And um, I just thought of postpartum depression, right? But, you know, instead of, unless it's a it's postpartum depression, you know, you have, you, you're, you're trying to still figure it out, you know, but in a year or so, you will be, oh, okay, and with a little help. <laughs> oh, come on, God. Come on, God. And with a little help, right, from God, then it'll be, uh, oh, oh, okay, now I'm getting it. Now, now I, I got it. A little help from the doctor, a little medicine, right? What is what is the medicine you need? The word of God. With a little bit of the word of God, you will be able in a year or so to pick up your cross and walk, right? You will be able to pick up your baby and rock around with it and be happy about it. Oh, this is good. This is good. This is good. Started off just some notes for Christ and ended up in a whole sermon. I have to find out how to get put on to probably YouTube or something. Ah, uh, because this is good. It's for the masses. Okay. Now, after you have done nurtured your baby for that month, right? You got it together all that year, however long it takes 
you because some people don't start off. Remember, some people don't start off with their babies like other people do. You know what I'm saying? Some people have issues, right? Some people have mental issues, right? Some people have um, um, physical issues. Some people have speech impediments and stuff like that. So these are things God just works on with the... With, that's things you work on with a little bit of help of God, right? Right? With a little bit of help from God, you find out that <laughs> this ain't as bad as I thought. You know, with a little bit of your mother's help, with a little bit of your father's help. Oh, come you This word is good with a little bit of your father's help, okay? You start to find out, okay, boom, this is more easier than I thought it was. Right, we're not even gonna talk about the devil, okay? Because we already know the devils are what? The speed bumps, right? That gets in your way, that mental issue, and that, oh God, come on, that, um, that mental issue, that um, uh, that speech impediment, that these these little things, we we don't we don't worry about them. We let God handle them, right? Okay, so now when we go when we're going back to making sure that when we're called, we're present, right? And we don't miss divine appointments. Why? Because we don't want to delay the checkup process. What happens, right, if you find out you're pregnant with a baby, but you miss five appointments with your doctor? You have no clue what's going on with your baby. You just walking around with a baby you might abort. We don't want to abort our babies, right? We want to make sure they make it the full term so we can we can watch that thing grow up. What's better than watching your child grow up? Come on now. Come on, let's think about this. What is better then watching your your baby that you had in your womb for nine months, all the labor pains, all of the the throwing up and the the oh you're too tired your body aches, all of that, right? to give birth and watch it grow to the potential that God had it called for because God said he knew that baby oh come on come on why it was still yet in his mother's womb come on <laughs> come on he knew that baby why it was still yet in its mother's womb. Okay? 
Now, you watch this baby grow up to 30, 40. He's preaching the gospel. Your son is actually doing good in the world. You know what I'm saying? Think about if you had missed all seven of them doctor's appointments and aborted that baby that you're watching save lives. That doctor, oh my God, that brain doctor who, who has made so many brains, oh, made so many brains come to life. Ah, come on, God. Oh, that cancer doctor who has found a cure for leukemia. What if your brain, your um, baby is the doctor that finds the cure for whatever it is that could help many of people but instead of you right having the baby you aborted it you sent it to the abortion clinic and had it sucked out because you didn't want to deal with God you didn't believe that God was real oh God come on or what if you just at the time wasn't ready to give birth to this baby so instead of you giving birth to the baby, what you did was you just, you just, you miscarried it. You miscarried the baby that God wanted to nurture into helping millions of people because cancer is a worldwide disease. We have to think about these things. We have to think about these things. We have to make sure that our baby comes to full term and makes it into being everything God set it out to be. Maybe your baby is not a doctor or whatever. But it has children that has children that has children. These are souls you're saving. Come on now. Stay with me, people. Stay with me. Stay with God. And watch him see. Watch you see. Because he already know. So watch you see what he knows. Oh, that's good. Watch you see what he knows that your baby could be more than just a stillborn. Oh, man. That is good eating for today. I accept the challenge that God gives, gave to me. I will no longer let the devil defeat me into thinking that I am not good enough. Because thinking you're not good enough will make you give up your baby. 
thinking that God ain't called you because I'm not good enough or I have done some bad things. It's not going to change you, but God will. God will. God will change you. And he will do it for the good of those who love the Lord. Because all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. Right? <laughs> so don't abort a baby that could potentially make history. What if Edgar Allan Poe was aborted? What if Martin Luther King Jr. was aborted? No, what if, what if Martin Luther King Sr. was aborted? There would be no Martin Luther King Jr. And then it would be no, I had a dream for nobody. <laughs> Come on. So just because, right? Your gift might be little, like just being a lay member, just being a body in the seat of, of the temple of God. Don't think that you do not matter because all matters in the body of Christ. Each and every body, <laughs> look, member, particle, matters in this earth everything works together everything god said he even he even made the evil he saw he even made the wicked for the day of evil so everything works together for the good of those who love the lord wow i really hope that this touches somebody i really hope that this gives gets to where it needs to be in somebody's spirit, in somebody's life, in somebody's world. I hope it takes and changes you from the inside. I hope it watered the seed God left. <laughs> or it was better soil for a tree God planted any type of thing that is in God's world was designed through Christ. So let Christ strengthen you on this day. Let Christ use and abuse your body because I promise the using and the abusing of Christ using and abusing your body will be nothing <laughs> Nothing like what that man did to you. Them physical wounds and, and the mental wounds and the emotional wounds that that man did to your body. But what God does is he fixes that physical wound and that mental wound and that spiritual wound that that man had put on your body. And he gave you something, he's gonna give you something that I promise you will make the bright light shine in my face. 
in your faith. Okay? Stay encouraged, people. Stay encouraged. Don't let the devil abort your baby. Ah, oh, I love you. Have a great day.